Hi everyone and welcome to the Spanish Practice Podcast and we continue our summer bilingual reading and uh, some fun and not only stories but actually some amazing guest authors and today we have Natalia Simmons from Bilingual Books and she's going to be sharing her two latest books and she's going to talk to us about why is it so important really to have bilingual books to read them in those special languages that we know of course not just English and Spanish but why we want to bring that into the home or into the classroom if you want to uh, bring cultural awareness of course so if you have spanish speakings in the classroom that spanish speaking students in the classroom that can be so important to understand traditions and uh, especially food if you wanted to talk about that of course but i'll let natalia explain everything in our latest episode so enjoy Welcome everyone to the Spanish Perquitos podcast and today I have a special guest. Her name is Natalia Simmons. She is the creator and owner of Bilingual Bilingual Books. Excuse me, I'm sorry if I said that wrong. But she writes and publishes bilingual books for kids so they can feel empowered to speak a second language. So, And she also teaches Spanish at after school clubs. Welcome Natalia. Brilliant. Thanks so much for having me. It's a, it's a real pleasure to have you have me on your show today. Thank you. So tell us about your inspiration, your concept behind your books. I love how you have two different books there for kids yeah. in English and Spanish. So tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So I grew up bilingual. I grew up speaking English and Spanish. So I know firsthand how important it is to be able to speak two languages especially when you're a child however this wasn't always the case um growing up on the whole i had a really great experience speaking two languages but there were moments in my life where i doubted myself i thought why does everyone in my school class only speak english i'm the odd one out no one speaks Spanish. Right. Why is my mom speaking to me in Spanish when she picks me up from school and all the other moms are speaking in English? So right. I did feel a little odd. And I think when you're younger, you want to be the same as everyone else. And when I was, I was growing up, there weren't any bilingual books that I could turn to that would make me feel empowered mm -hmm. to speak two languages. They were either in English or they were in Spanish but there weren't any books that would remind you how important it is to speak two languages and I know for sure if I would have had books like that it would have really helped me even more so that's why I came up with a concept of writing bilingual books to help bilingual children now. Yes and I think that's a special concept to to understand because um, bilingual kids and of course we're talking about English and Spanish but any other language you know it's just so important to to understand that there not only a cultural aspect of of course of being a dual language or even multilingual of course if you know French Spanish and any other languages of course but to understand that that you are want to be included you want to have that inclusion for instance in the classroom as a teacher you know you have those different backgrounds and all that so I love the concept behind your books. That's so special. And so that brings me to my next question. So, of course, being bilingual in ancient Spanish is a valuable skill. Like you mentioned, it's something that you have already. And it's something you really yeah. want to share with others. So 
What do you think families, you know, there's a lot of bilingual families out there that want to bring this into their home. Sometimes, for instance, some families are monolingual, but one of the parents speaks different languages. So how can you, what could be some suggestions you can give? So, yeah, growing up, actually, my mom spoke to me in Spanish, being Spanish, and my dad awesome. speaks to me in English. So it was kind of like the one parent, one language method so when while my dad was at work I would speak to my mum in Spanish um so it doesn't really matter if both parents um if, if for example if only one parent speaks the one language and the other one doesn't you can always um put a Spanish film on or whatever language it is and watch the film together I think it's really fun because that way kids will be really immersed in the film they get to pick up different vocabulary and I also know that just listening and singing along to Spanish songs for example the soundtrack from Encanto you could listen to that in Spanish as everyone knows we don't talk about Bruno it, oh it's so catchy <laughs> no, but right? It's, it's been stuck in my head for months and months and there is actually a Spanish version so I do know if you listen to the Spanish versions you'll just be saying it naturally and you and you can you know later you can ask your mom or your educator what it means and you're just picking right. it up because it sounds so fun yeah and I love how you mentioned that because those special types of movies actually do depict the Hispanic community and so very well. And, and those songs are just so catchy. I love them. And that's not only that, but there's just so many videos and songs in Spanish and English that actually can bring into different types of the cultures, whether it's Latin America, yeah. Central America. So that's a great way to do that. So speaking of Hispanic countries, do you think yeah. that your characters will go to other Spanish speaking countries? Oh, for sure. I mean, so far, my characters are in Spain, uh, they're in Mexico, and because, you know, Latin America is so big and there's so many countries, yes. I, I need to decide which one do I choose next. But I also do have an idea of perhaps writing a book where the main character can travel to different countries within south or central america and where you, you could for example i could get one or two pages that talks about a country in south america and then moves on to the next so that would be it'd be a bit more complicated but i am working on that i think it'd be nice to have as many countries in one book so oh, it, as okay. you know it's that's that'd be awesome it is quite a it would be amazing because you, I know it's just, this, you, they speak the same language as uh -huh. Spanish, but each of those countries in South America are completely different, different cultures, different That's foods. Right. So I think that would be really a nice idea to add for a children's book. And I think that's a great thing to to um, to mention as well, because you mentioned, for instance, Argentina is different from Spain or different from Mexico. And they all have traditional cost, uh, customs and different types of foods, for instance, because <laughs> I love Hispanic Latino food. So I think that's that's a great way to to incorporate all of that. And I, it's just a great thing to bring cultural awareness into the classroom, too. Um, just to learn from each other, traditions and foods like that. I love it. So mainly your characters have, or your character, correct, um, has just traveled Spain and Mexico. Is that a place you visited yourself? So Spain I know really well because my mother's side is Spanish. Uh -huh. and 
I go every summer I spend, I used to spend about six weeks, but now I spend about two weeks every year. So I know Spain inside out. I based my first book, The Spanglish Girl, on my own experience. And then because that did so well, I decided, okay, now it's time to turn to a country in Latin America. So I decided to choose Mexico because I've been to Mexico and I absolutely love the language, the culture, the music. And I think because I knew, I know a bit more about that country, it felt right to base it on Mexico. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. So I can't wait to, I can't wait to, for you to share your book. And will you be sure. sharing Spanish girl or Mex Mexiglish girl? I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> yeah, you said it right. It's a bit tricky. So I will be sharing a few pages of each. So awesome. I'll read a little bit from the Spanglish girl, then I'll read a little bit from the Mexiglish girl. I can't wait to to see your book. So whenever you're ready, let's go ahead and share your stories. Oh okay. so yeah, this is the first book, the Spanglish girl, La Chica Spanglish. And shall I read them in one language or Spanish Both and English? Both languages. That would be awesome. Sure. Let me see if you can see a bit. Anna runs home and tells her grandparents what happened. I can speak some Spanish now. So why do they make fun of me? I only want to be like them. Anna corre a casa para contárselo a sus abuelos. Puedo hablar español como ellos. Entonces... ¿Por qué se ríen de mí? Quiero ser como ellos. Her grandma hugs her close and says, Take no notice of them, my darling girl. Not everyone can speak two languages. Maybe they're jealous because they would like to know as much as you. Anna, you're so lucky to have two cultures and can speak two languages. Su abuela la abraza fuerte y dice, Cariño, no le hagas caso. No todos saben hablar dos idiomas. Quizás están celosos porque les gustaría saber tanto como tú. Ana, tienes suerte de tener dos culturas y hablar dos idiomas. So that's the, I thought I would read the most important part of the book, just so you can get a gist of what the storyline's about. I like how how you integrate family in there, how they help each other, especially in, in those times where kids just might not understand, you know, they grow up in both languages or one language and all of a sudden they, they come across both. So thank you for sharing that. And your next book? Perfect. The next book is The Mexiglish Girl, La Chica Mexiglish. Life in the village in Mexico is very different to where Gloria lives back in England. The weather is much warmer, the locals listen to merry music, and at the weekend, they dance in the open air. During the first few days, Gloria finds it a little difficult adapting to the language, weather, and spicy food. La vida en el pueblo de México es muy diferente al del lugar donde vive Gloria en Inglaterra. El clima es mucho más cálido, la gente escucha música alegre y los fines de semana hacen bailes al aire libre. Durante los primeros días, a Gloria le cuesta un poco adaptarse al idioma, al tiempo y a la comida picante. 
All the family have come for dinner. Aunt Lupe and Carmen and her uncles Alberto and Francisco, along with their children, which is so much fun for Gloria as she can spend time playing with them. Toda la familia se reúne para cenar. La tía Lupe y Carmen y los tíos Alberto y Francisco, junto con sus hijos, lo cual es divertido para Gloria porque pasa el tiempo jugando con ellos. Gloria, it's time for dinner. I made some delicious enchiladas, says Grandma. Gloria isn't too sure, but has a little nibble. Grandma, they're too spicy. I don't like them. Her grandma smiles and says, Don't worry, darling. Have a cool sip of lemonade. It can take a while to get used to the heat. Gloria, es hora de cenar. Hice unas de deliciosas enchiladas, dice su abuela. Gloria no está muy segura y prueba un poco. Abuelita, pican mucho. No me gustan. Su abuela sonríe y dice, No te preocupes, mi vida. Toma un poco de limonada. Puede llevarte algún tiempo acostumbrarte a los condimentos. <laughs> I, love, I love how you incorporate picante in there. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Of course. A spicy. Part of, you know, yeah, not every, especially for maybe an, a child that lives in England who's mm. not really used to eating spicy food. It probably could come as a shock. Oh, okay. That, I didn't know that. That's very interesting. But I just think that that is just so so nice that you introduced that in there because it is true. Not a lot of people like um, uh, spicy food, but you know what? That's that's part of culture and that's part of tradition. So you got to try a little exactly. bit of spices there, right? <laughs> you get used to it after a while, which is what I wanted to include in the book. Good. I love that. I love how you did that. And let me ask you, I love how you showed your books. And is this for any particular grade level? Or I know, of course, parents and families can, can read that together. Any particular grade level or age level, your books are, are year two. Yeah, sure. So the, the Spanglish Girl is for a bit younger children. So I would say four to eight. Uh -huh. And the English Girl could be from four to ten. It, it all depends. I say up to ten because the vocabulary is a little bit more complex. The text is a bit longer. But four year, I know four, any four year old could read it with their family or their parents or friends. And They could probably read the book between ages eight to ten independently. If that's if they're bilingual in both languages, of course. Right. And that's the best part, too, that, of course, you can read it all in English or all in Spanish or mm -hmm. even both. I, I, I just that's just a great way to to incorporate that. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more. How can listeners um, learn more about your books or learn more about you in Italian? Sure. So I'm on a few social media platforms. Uh, the ones I use the most are Instagram. You can find out all about my book process. I have had interviews with other podcasters on there. I put, um, I give hints of what my next book will be. So Instagram is definitely the one I use the most. I also use Facebook for the same reasons. I'm on Twitter. And I'm on TikTok a little bit, but it's so hard to keep up with all the <laughs> all social media platforms. So I would say it's mainly Instagram and Facebook. 
Awesome. And your website is bilingobooks.com. So that's B-I-L-I-N-G-O-B-O-O-K-S.com. C-O-M. Correct? Yeah, awesome. that's right. Yeah. Awesome. Great. And of course, I'll include all this in the show notes. And anybody wants to check out your books or, or get in touch with you, um, I'll put everything on there as well. So thank you so much for joining us, Natalia. Thank you for sharing your stories. I really love those. And I hope that your characters go on to more adventures. I'm sure they would. I'm really looking forward to it. And thanks so much for having me on your show. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed this fun episode as Natalia shares her two special books and how she shares her her life as especially as a bilingual herself. And it's just a great way to to understand how we can. Uh, bring bilingual education or just uh, just another language at home if you're planning to do that. So make sure to also check out our summer bilingual reading at SpanishForKidos.com forward slash blog so that you can check out all the fun things going on for the summer. If you are getting started with summer bilingual reading, make sure you check out our challenge. It's a five-week challenge that you can do at any time during the summer, of course where um, you can also get some free printables, free ebooks, and other fun stuff that you can do over the summer. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and join me next time for another fun either bilingual reading or we have an, another amazing guest like we had today. Thank you so much everyone for listening to the Spanish for Kids podcast and have a wonderful day.